really launched here in the U.S. in the last couple of months, um, though they're camp- they have campaigns to try to get people on board for a couple of years now. And it's an international organization that is in Australia and Japan and several other countries. And um, I'm proud to be part of the uh, national board here uh, for World Kindness. You can just go to worldkindnessusa.org to find out more information and look for different activities that will be popping up as uh, national, uh, or I should say international, uh, Kindness Day is November 13th. In addition, I have to shout out to my friends at Dementia Raw. They are rolling out a brand new online program for caregivers. For those of you that aren't familiar with Dementia Raw, they are part of the Silver Dawn Training Institute, which equips both professionals and loved ones in a new way of communicating with individuals. And they call it introspective improv. So you can find out more information about them just by going to alzheimerspeaks.com and looking on our homepage or on our blog as well. And then I'd have to also shout out to Maria Shriver. I just adore her. She's doing really cool things with women's Alzheimer's movement and Move for the Minds. And you can learn more about her work at womensalzheimersmovement.org. Well, I think that's all I'm going to do for shout-outs right now, so let's get to our guests. Um, Today, like I said, I am very excited to have these gals with us. Uh, We have Ashley Edison, who is um, Rival's Executive Committee Co-Chair, and she is a player for Team Blonde, and she is currently their top fundraiser with over $5,000 raised. So um, welcome, Ashley. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having us on the show today. Well, good. Um, and then her sidekick is Bridget Rithman, and she is uh, their marketing and co-chair uh, for the organization, and she plays on the Burnett team, and she's also the PR manager for our Alzheimer's Association here locally. So welcome, Bridget. How are you? Hi, good, thanks. Thanks so much for having us on today. Well, I'm excited to have, have you guys on. I've, I've known about your work for a few years now, um, but I want to I learn more, and I know our audience will be really interested. So this first question I'm going to throw to you, Bridget, if you don't mind, and that is, um, you know, what exactly is Rive Alls, a Twin Cities? Yeah, that's a great question. So it, it used to be called Blondes versus Brunettes, and that's kind of how it got started. But it started back in 2005, a group of young professional women in the Washington, D.C. area uh, were impacted by Alzheimer's disease, and they thought, boy, we, we want to do something about this. And, and the, the two sisters who really started it, um, their father loved football, and so they wanted to do this fun football game to really honor him and and try and and tackle this disease um, uh, through their personal connection. And so they created Blondes versus Brunettes, and and now it's called Rivals. Uh, But it's really designed to raise awareness of the cause while also raising funds for the Alzheimer's Association. And, And this has just grown 
so much. These women uh, are players and, and men and, and men and women are coaches and, and ralliers cheering us on. Um, and it's, it's a truly remarkable group of, of men and women. They're so passionate and, and it's amazing how much money they can raise and how much awareness they can raise. It's just, it's so special to be a part of. Wow. So are men and women both playing or are men just coaching? I, I wasn't clear on that. Yeah, yep. It's just women are the players, so we're tough. We we are competitive. <laughs> we 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 leave it all on the field. We are it's a it's a good game to watch. Um and then mainly men are the coaches, um, but we do have some coaches on our on our teams that, that are women as well. So uh but women women only are the players. We're we're really tough. Okay, great. Now, now, Ashley, how long have you been playing yourself? Yeah, so I got involved um, a couple years ago. This is actually my third year playing. Um, My first year, I just happened to uh, kind of stumble upon the group. I had a friend who uh, invited me out to their, like, kickoff party, didn't really know what it was about. Um, And before I knew it, by the end of the night, I was taking a team picture and I was signed up the next day. I honestly didn't even know that it was for the Alzheimer's Association. Didn't really know I had to raise any money. Didn't know what it was all about. Um, And here I am in my third season and I have like, I've dived in headfirst basically. Um, So my first year, just a player on team blonde. Second year I joined the um, committee and I was actually Bridget's co-chair for the marketing and PR. And then this year I took on uh, the co-chair position for the entire organization. Okay, great. And Bridget, how long have you been playing? This is actually my fifth year. So I, um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. At, after five years <laughs> of playing with rivals, Twin Cities, you get to be a part of our exclusive fifth down club. So that just lets people know that you've been playing five years. Um, and this is our sixth year, so we just started it last year, and it's pretty exciting. We have uh, over 30 members now who have been playing for more than five years, and a lot of a lot of people come back. Um, it's the turnover is very low. People are just very excited to play in this game, and and you really form these great bonds, and it, it becomes a family and a support group, and just everything that you could possibly need. Our our rivals, men and women, are are just that. Okay, great. Now, um, Ashley, how much money has the organization raised so far? So actually super exciting. In our sixth year here, um, just about a week or two ago, we actually hit the million-dollar mark um, in six years total. So it was a huge, huge milestone um, to finally raise a million dollars in only six years. And these are just young men and women who are dedicated and are volunteering their time. So um, nobody's paid to do this. It's amazing the type of dedication that they have for it. Um, so then this year alone, um, and when I say this year, our season runs from the be- or by the middle of June until the middle of September when we finally have our big game. Um, so it's about three months. And we have a goal this summer of $220,000. Uh, and currently, we are sitting at about $168,000 raised. Wonderful. Now, now, Bridget, can you tell us where that money goes to? Because I'm sure our listeners are going to want to know. How, how is that money spent? 
Definitely. Yeah, that's a great question. So all of the money raised through Rivals actually goes directly back to the Alzheimer's Association. So at the end of our game on Saturday, we're going to hand a big check to the CEO of the Alzheimer's Association and just thank them for all of the work that they do for our, our chapter, our Minnesota, North Dakota chapter. And we're going to hand them hopefully a check of $220,000, our goal. Um, and, and so that money goes directly to the Alzheimer's Association, Minnesota, North Dakota chapter. So depending on what city your rivals game is played in. We have rivals games across the nation. Uh, but depending on what city it is in, that's the chapter of the Alzheimer's Association it'll go to. So we have about 70 chapters nationwide. Um, and, and so your, your city is, is what chapter it'll go to. So we're, we're very proud to work with our local chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. They do phenomenal work. So then the money actually stays local and doesn't go back to national then? Is that is that what you're saying? And we'll yeah, it's, it's, it's staying local, and, it's, and it's, it's supporting the Alzheimer's Association overall mission of, of care and support for people impacted by the disease. It goes towards supporting research efforts. It goes towards supporting advocacy efforts. Um, both locally and federally, we do. A, we actually a lot of our players do advocacy work for the Alzheimer's Association, whether that's at our state capital in St. Paul or at our national capital. We a bunch of us, a bunch of our players went to D.C. this past June and spoke with our our federal representatives about how what they're doing at a national federal level is impacting families right here in Minnesota. So we were able to share our stories with the people that are making the big decisions. Um, so it, it, so the money we raise goes to support our advocacy efforts. It goes to support programs offered by the Alzheimer's Association, like our free 24 seven helpline. People have questions or concerns, or they just, just need someone to talk to. We have this fantastic service, our 24-7 helpline. Um, the number is 800-272-3900 if anybody needs to, to reach out to us. Um, but the money also goes to support that as well. Okay, great. And I have, to give, <laughs> I, have, I have to give a plug because I have, you know, I travel around the country and I have heard more um, great comments and people just saying, oh, the, the helpline has really helped me. Uh, a ton, oh, and that's great. been really nice to hear. But and I've been hearing that in in all different areas around the country. So much appreciated and and much needed. Now, do you know you mentioned that there's like 70 chapters in our in our nation. Do you know how many um, how many groups are actually playing the the uh, take football throughout the nation? Yeah. Yes. Ashley, correct me if I'm wrong, but we have close to 50 games played nationwide it's it's pretty it's pretty powerful so there so if you're in a major city um there's probably a rivals game either in your city or near you we have them in austin texas and washington dc and um we have them in florida we have them in uh santa barbara california we just they're they're new york city we we have them everywhere so if, if there are any listeners out there who aren't in Minneapolis or the Twin Cities area, there's probably, if you're near a major city, there's probably a Rivals game near you. 
Okay, great. Now, now, Ashley, do you guys rank yourself? You know, like like the 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 big boys do in in all the all the <laughs> games. Or they got their rankings and their drafts and all of that stuff. Do you guys rank yourself? Are you competitive with each other? Well, I would say when you bring a whole group of uh, football players together that you're going to definitely have some competitive nature there to begin with. So, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, across the country, like Bridget said, there's almost 50 games, and the Minneapolis game uh, last year actually ranked number two. Um, we brought in a total of $206,000 at the end of last year's game in September um, in just those three short months. So that put us um, at, at a national level of being number two. Obviously, this year we're going to shoot for number one, um, but it, it just kind of depends how all the other cities end up doing. But definitely, definitely a bit competitive in that department. Okay, that's that's great. Um, I don't know. I, I know that you guys are doing a lot for raising awareness, you know, to the the younger generation through these games and stuff. But I would imagine families come and watch as a whole what kind of reaction are you getting from from the people who show up and participate and Bridget I'm going to let you start and then Ashley I'll let you um, answer next sure yeah like you said it's we have our our families are just so supportive and we have so many friends that come out and watch us I mean a lot of our friends are obviously on the field with us um, but we we just fill the stands. It's it's really exciting to see, and a lot of people sometimes they might be coming for the first time and not really realizing. Oh, you hear oh women's flag football. Oh oh that's cute, you know. But we are competitive. We get tough. We are we are <laughs> we want to play like the big. You know we're we're so competitive, and it is a very intense game because. It, we we love the game so much. We all love football so much, um, and so they I, I think a lot of times they might be surprised just how good of a game it is, um, and and so that's really fun to see. And a lot of people they might just come to support their family and friends and not really realize that it's even for the Alzheimer's Association. But when they get to the game and they see how much support there is for this cause, um, it can be really eye opening and and. Um, and just raising that awareness uh, for the crowd is so important to us. And they, a lot of times they might go home and do their own research and, and realize, wow, this is a, this is a pretty important cause. Um, right now it's, it's the only disease in the top ten leading causes of death in the United States that doesn't have a cure, a prevention, or a way to slow it down. Um, so it's, it's a very relevant, very important thing to be aware of, and that's what we hope our fans walk away leaving with. We hope they walk away feeling excited, feeling feeling the importance of this cause, and, and feeling hopeful that that this younger generation is is ready to tackle Alzheimer's. We're here. We're we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna let go without a fight. Okay, great. Ashley, anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, um, on game day, the thing that uh, I think really got me when I first signed up uh, during my first year was that game day brings in close to a thousand fans. Um, and so when you think about, you know, just women's life football game, just to kind of raise some money and whatnot, uh, I guess I originally thought back to maybe what my high school basketball crowd brought in. It was maybe a couple hundred people at most. Um, 
this game day is a really serious thing. Um, we have five refs out on the field. We have two teams that have been working for three months, twice a week for practices. Um, and they have playbooks and different kinds of offense, defense, special teams, kickoffs. It's a legitimate flag football game. Um, and we have a band out there. We have the Vikings skull line that's coming out to perform as well. Um, you should get a couple of the Vikings cheerleaders and Victor, the mascot as well. Um, and then we have a lot of different ways to help contribute to our fundraising efforts. If that's buying like concessions or any of the swag that we're giving away, um, different games, things like that. And it's truly a family friendly event. Um, so to be able to bring your kids, bring mom, dad, grandparents, if it's people who have dementia, um, everybody's welcome at the game. And so it's, it's a really, really great way uh, to get the entire family involved. And what I really loved about it is, of course, it's a great way to get the younger generation involved in a disease that usually only impacts or revolves around an older generation anyway. Um, so it's a really cool day. Okay, great. Um, now, Bridget, if somebody would like to join the team and be a physical player, are they still able to do that yet this year, or would they have to wait until next year? That's a great question. Um, so in order to be a player, you have to um, have made uh, three of our six tryouts and, and raised $250 by draft day, which was back in July. So unfortunately, people can't be a part of our 2018 season as a player. But if people are really interested in rivals, um, we are definitely still accepting people to sign up as ralliers. And those are, are a group of people who you know, might not have the time commitment to put into practice uh, but they still want to be involved and they still want to cheer us on and be a part of the game. So people are still welcome to, to register as ralliers at rivalstwincities.org. And we're definitely, as soon as the whistle blows at the end of the game on Saturday, we're accepting and looking for new players. And so we are, we're going to start our recruiting as soon as we can for our 2019 season. So any listeners who want to join us on the field for 2019, please go to Rivals Twin Cities or rivalstc.org and, and check us out and, and sign up next year because we're, we're, we want to grow every year. And um, you, you don't have to have any football background. I certainly didn't. I started five years ago um, never having thrown a football in my life. <laughs> so <laughs> you do not need experience. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> but it's, it's so fun. The coaches are so kind, and they just they teach you everything you need to know, whether it's throwing a football or how to perfect that perfect spiral that you already have. Um, or, or catch it, you know, they, they'll teach you both sides of the ball. And, and they're so sweet and, and fun. Um, and and the, like I said, the teams just become this big family. So it's, please don't be intimidated if you've never played football before. It's a, it's, a, it's a really great thing to pick up for the first time. And it's a great workout, you know, twice a week. You got to get your workout in anyways. You might as well join us on the football field. Okay. Now, at the at the game, will there be like a table where somebody could sign up if they didn't want to go through the the website um, so that you could reach out to them regarding um, participating next year? Do you do that at all, or 
We'll have an information table um, with the Alzheimer's Association staff there um, that has all sorts of resources. And, yes, we'll easily be able to take down um, any sort of names or contact information if people are looking to join. Um, And then anybody from the committee who uh, is on the 2018 committee will happily reach out um, in order to get them signed up for the 2019 season. Okay. And then, Bridget, since you're the marketing guru there, uh, do you guys have a hashtag for this? (laughs) We do. (laughs) So our big hashtag that we use uh, a lot is hashtag end alls, E-N-D-A-L-Z. But the one we love to use on game day is hashtag rivals T-C. That's R-I-V-A-L-Z-T-C for rivals twin cities. So if you're at the game, feel free to, to, you know, find us on, on Facebook or Instagram at Rivals Twin Cities. Um, and we also are going to have a great Snapchat filter, so find us on Snapchat too. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we, we're definitely all about social media, and we actually recruit a lot of people that way, and people can always go and find us on Facebook or Instagram and ask us questions. We're very quick at responding, um, so feel free to, to connect with us that way. Okay, wonderful. Now, as I said kind of in our intro, we have listeners all around the world um, who might be interested in in participating or starting a new group. Um, who would you suggest, Bridget, that they, that they go to and contact? So if they're in the United States, I highly recommend, wherever you are, I highly recommend um, using our free 24-7 helpline that not only provides you resources if you're impacted by the disease, but it's also just a great way to get in contact with us um, as, as a whole. If you have questions about donating or joining rivals or starting your own rivals team, um, that's that's a, just a great way to kind of we'll we'll funnel you down from there. Once you once you call our 24/7 helpline, our experts who answer the phone will be able to point you in the right direction. Um, so again, that number is 800-272-3900. Or if you'd rather do it online, you can go to alz.org and and find more information there. Uh, especially um, contacting your specific chapter. You'll be able to find that contact information at alz.org, and, and that's, a, that's another great uh, resource to reach out to um, if you're looking to join or, or start a Rivals game in your city. And we actually just started a new one in Minnesota. We're pretty excited about that. Rivals Twin Ports is having their inaugural game on uh, actually next weekend, September 29th up in Duluth. So that will be, that'll be pretty exciting. We're, we're really happy to have another Rivals game um, in Minnesota and just really excited to cheer on a new group of men and women who, who want to get involved. And so that'll be at um, Irving Field up in Duluth on the 29th. Okay. Great. Well, you know what we haven't said, and Ashley, I'll throw this one to you, is when the heck and where the heck is the game here in the Twin Cities in Minnesota? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, we are actually under 48 hours away from game day. Um, So game day is September 22nd. Uh, Gates open up at noon, but kickoff is promptly, or gates open up at 11. Uh, Game is promptly at noon. Um, we this year we are at Augsburg at Edward Nelson Field, um, so it's just a big football field out there. We're super excited uh, to have to be at Augsburg for the first time. 
Um, so come check us out. Uh, definitely hope to see you there. Okay. Is there um, is there a, a fee to get in, or is it donation um, based only on on what people can afford, or how does that work? So yeah, it's a suggested twenty five dollar donation, um, but obviously any any dollar amount helps. Um, there's no ticket price to get into the game. Uh, if you can support uh, any sort of donation, we definitely appreciate it. Otherwise, like I said before, buying any of the concessions or T-shirts, water bottles, different games that we have going on that day, uh, donations all come back right to the rivals Twin Cities as well. Okay. Um, and in wrapping up, I, w- I just wanted to ask you, I usually ask this in the beginning and I didn't this time, but um, <laughs> have you each been touched, you know, by uh, within your own family or friends um, by dementia at all? And Bridget, I'll let you go first and then Ashley. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, the so many people are impacted by this disease and um, it's, only going to increase, um, which is why we're out here doing what we're doing and, and raising this money and raising awareness. Um, but my, my family has been impacted by, by Alzheimer's disease specifically. Uh, my grandmother developed uh, Alzheimer's when I was about eight years old, um, and she had it for 16 years. So my, my mother and her three brothers cared for my grandma. Uh, We lived out of state from her, so she would come and live with us for about a month uh, every year until she wasn't able to travel to us anymore, and then we would then travel more to her. Uh, But it, it, you know, growing up with Alzheimer's, I didn't really understand what it was. You know, as a teenager, you don't understand really what's happening. And, and as I grew more into an adult, I started to realize, wow, this is, this is important. This is, this is something I never want anyone else to experience. I, and it just broke my heart to see my family. Uh, I didn't, you know, obviously know my grandma that well because Alzheimer's that away from me and and so I but I watched my mom and her her brothers struggle through it and that's what really really impacted me growing up so after she passed away I realized boy I you know I'm I'm not a scientist I can't I can't find a cure what what can I do I just I kind of felt helpless so I went on to trusty Google and typed in Alzheimer's Association, or I just typed in <laughs> Alzheimer's disease, and the Alzheimer's Association was the first thing that popped up. I'd never heard of them. Um, and, and so I, I thought, well, boy, they, they must have some kind of young professionals group. And sure enough, in, in the Twin Cities area, we're lucky enough to have the young champions here. And so I joined our, our young champions group made up of young professionals wanting to change the face of, of this disease and, and raise awareness and funds. And so for a couple of years, I was a part of the young champions. And, and then through them, I joined Rivals. And, and then uh, a position opened up at the local Alzheimer's Association chapter that was right up my alley. So I just kept getting more and more involved with, with this cause, and it's, it's been phenomenal, the, just the amount of support from the, the association and from Young Champions and Rivals and, and the friendships I've made. It's, just, it's been just amazing. Um, so I've, I've been very, very lucky through this whole, whole process, and my family has certainly benefited um, from, from knowing about the Alzheimer's Association as well. 
Wonderful. How about you, Bridget? Oh, Ashley? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Ashley? Uh, no, you're good. Yes. Um, so back in 2013, uh, I lost my great-grandmother uh, who had a form of dementia. Um, she truly lived with it as carefree as possible. Um, you know, she would joke all the time about forgetting things or wondering where my kids were at when I was all of 13 years old and then just laugh it off and asking my sister where her husband was. And my sister was nine or 10 years old and we were really able to kind of just laugh with her about things. Um, and she really kept her spunkiness right up until uh, it, it finally took her. Um, but unfortunately about a year or within a year of her passing um, her grand or her daughter, uh, my grandmother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Um, so this was in about 2014. And they, her battle has been a lot harder. Um, she's really struggled with a lot of anxiety over the disease and not wanting people to know that she has it. Um, and so in the last about two years now, we've really seen a, a pretty harsh decline. Um, and so they've since moved into a um, like an assisted living place, um, her and my grandfather, and he's truly been her caregiver day in and day out. And so, um, definitely have to give a lot of props to him for what he's doing. I know it's it's a hard battle being a caregiver. There's no question about it. Um, but recently, in just the last few weeks, uh, it's actually gotten to a point where she's needed to now be in daycare and needing a lot more support um you know there's no taking her medication on her own there's no driving whatsoever there's um, really no time alone anymore um and it's really hard to watch somebody who is so independent just these things anymore um she's very stubborn as well which has been a hard battle for us okay struggling and she knows she shouldn't do things yeah. Yep. Yeah. My my mom was like yep. that too. Where it, it's difficult when they know yeah. that they don't know or that right. they can't, and then once they progress yep. past that, it gets it gets easier. But in the meantime, it's a it's a difficult difficult place for for families to go because this isn't a disease of one. Right. This really is a disease of of society, and we have to learn how to live with it and embrace it and and provide support mm-hmm. and. I loved, you know, when uh, I believe Bridget was saying, you know, she didn't even know the Alzheimer's Association existed. I didn't either. You know, when my mom got diagnosed, <laughs> yeah. you know, she exactly. she lived with it 30 years. And I was so mad. It's like, why didn't the doctors give us this, you know, resource? It seems like, and, and I'm still mm-hmm. hearing that that information is not getting out. And that needs to change. That there's That's asinine. Yeah. There's no excuse for that yep. um, in this day and age. And so um, even though it makes it easier for us to go to Google, it can get very overwhelming in the process. So um, yeah. I, I thank you both for being with us today. Are there any, do, do either of you have a, kind of a fun story to tell maybe that you were personally part of or that someone shared with you about participating um, in Rivals or, or going to watch it? I think one of the coolest things is um, just having different friend groups that are have joined this fight who actually don't have personal connections, um, that they've realized really how hard it can be on certain families and realize how lucky and thankful that they are 
um, that they don't have somebody that's impacted by the disease. Um, but they're, they've joined us in the fight as well. So they're out there busting their butts and fundraising money and, uh, you know, really, really in this fight with us as well, which is cool to see. Oh, that's great. Anything you'd like to add? Yeah, over, like, kind of what Ashley was saying, over the years, you know, we've seen people who have joined rivals not not having a connection to the disease, just wanting to play football for the love of football. Uh, but then over the years, those same people, I've known some of them who have had Alzheimer's then develop in their family. And so they immediately had all of this support right there ready and waiting for them and and so it was it's just so nice to see all of these people come together and and support each other and um you know we're like like i mentioned earlier we are sometimes we're sometimes a support group we're we're what people need whenever they need it um we've we've gone to players families funerals um, we've, we're there when we learn about diagnoses. We learn, we, we're there for all the stages and, and all the little things in between. Um, so just seeing, seeing that family and seeing that love and support year after year, whether it's from rookies or from our vets, it just, it warms my heart. And that's why I keep coming back. Well, that's great. That's great. Um, Bridget, do you want to give us your contact information for uh, Rivals and then also the Alzheimer's Association helpline? Definitely. So if people have any questions uh, or are curious about uh, Rivals specifically, you can go to RivalsTC.org. That's R-I-V-A-L-Z-T-C.org. Uh, and if, you're, if you have questions specifically about uh, Alzheimer's disease or you just want someone to talk to or, or if you have questions and would rather talk to someone over the phone about rivals or, or donating or anything, please call our free 24-7 helpline uh, through the Alzheimer's Association. That's 800-272-3900. Or you can visit the Alzheimer's Association online at alz.org. Great. Thank you. And Ashley, you want to tell people once again uh, the date and time and location of the game? Absolutely. So September 22nd, uh, gates open up at 11 a.m. Kickoff is at noon. Uh, we are at Augsburg at the Edward Nelson Field. So hope to see everybody there. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you both for joining us today. This is a really interesting, and I wish you the best. I'm, I'm thrilled to death that uh, 2018 is the year you uh, broke through that million-dollar uh, fundraiser, and I'm sure you'll meet your goal this year. So I encourage people to come out and participate however they can. It's a great cause. You'll have a lot of fun, and um, you'll help raise awareness at the same time. So Please, uh, please uh, come out and support them and support your community because if you haven't been touched yet, chances are you will be or someone you know or love. So keep that in mind. In wrapping up, I just want to give a shout out to Calendar Cards, which is a memory system. Calendar Cards also um, created the Memory Cafe directory. And um, Calendar Cards is with a K for both calendar and cards. But you can just go to Memory Cafe directory and find a support uh, group in your area. We have over 500 of them now. 
in the country, which is absolutely fabulous. I also want to give a shout out to the Purple Table Reservations. They are just kicking off, but they are working on educating restaurants so that people can come and feel comfortable in that environment with uh, staff that understand uh, dementia or maybe it's post-traumatic stress or maybe it's autism. It doesn't make any difference, um, but have some special needs, maybe need a little quieter area and a modified um, and a modified menu and someone who understands. And then last, I'm going to give a shout out to the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation. They're um, great partners of ours and they really work with um, kind of from a holistic standpoint. So they do a lot with meditation, uh, diet, exercise, all that kind of jazz. And, and you can find them at alzheimersprevention.org. Again, you can go to the memorycafedirectory.com or Purple Table Reservations, just at purpletables.com. Thank you all so much for your time. And don't forget to like and share us. And we will talk soon. Bye, everyone. Hey everybody, Jared Sebastian, host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.